a publisher, and one day my daughter Christina asked me to write a novel with her. Well, that day was long ago, and that little girl is now an adult. But our novels live on. The Truth Seekers Mystery Series highlights a homeschool family, the Murphy Teens, in an action-adventure novel that is sure to entertain as well as teach creation truths. To get your copy, visit our website at truthseekersmysteryseries.com. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey friends and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and today we are going to talk about homeschool pitfalls as well as some help. This is episode 486 and you can find today's show notes at Vintage Homeschool Moms. Well, I believe homeschooling is the right choice. But how do you avoid homeschool pitfalls that will sabotage your success? Well, that is what I'm going to tackle in this podcast. And I want to remind you to share this podcast with a friend. You can do that very easily by uh, sharing the links on our website, or you can just go, um, you know, tell your friends about Vintage Homeschool Moms as well as the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network, where you will find lots of shows that are all homeschool and family focused. Visit MediaAngels.com, the website for books, bundles, as well as a self-paced set, How to Homeschool Blueprint. And you can find that information again on our website or just go to MediaAngels.com for the products. Did you know that I was hesitant about homeschooling? When I first heard a friend mention her hopes of homeschooling, I talked her out of it. I do feel bad, okay? But this friend was overwhelmed with her four kids, and she didn't even have a set bedtime, and she walked around sleep-deprived. I mean, my poor friend, I was trying to help her manage her kids. We would go to the park, and I was the one, you know, grabbing their hands before they ran into the parking lot, and um, she just had, you know, a, a... an abundance of love for her children, but she thought that meant they could pretty much do what they wanted to do. And she would tell me that they'd fall asleep in front of the television, and then she and her husband would carry them to bed, and half the time they'd wake her up in the night and want to come into bed with them. And so um, she really was kind of exhausted, to say the least, and I said, well, if you're going to homeschool, it takes discipline and having a parent who's awake and attentive, you know, that's important. And she just realized she couldn't do it. But when I began homeschooling sometime later, this friend was understandably upset with me. And, you know, I, I shared with her that my reason for homeschooling was just going to try it out. My son was a struggling learner. 
And I was spending so much time with him, I felt like I was already homeschooling him while he was um, in school. So your decision to homeschool should be your own. And you shouldn't allow yourself to be persuaded by someone else, even someone very well-meaning like myself, you know. Um, Like I said, I feel really bad now when I think back at it. But, um, you know, it was where I was at that point in time. Well, I really feel that homeschooling is the best option for your child today. You know the state of the school system. I don't need to go through all the horrible things that are happening. And it really is, um, you know, sad when I look at it because my problem is not with, you know, the the issues um, of what people want to do with their lives. My problem is if you're going to uh, do that in your life, don't do it in the lives of my family or the lives of children. It was bad in the past, but it's so much worse today. And I guess the other point I want to make is when you start calling parental rights into question, that's when you need to say what the heck is going on in this world. And parents, if you want to have kids that grow up to be well-rounded, I am telling you homeschooling is the place to be. When I began homeschooling my son while my daughter was still in preschool, this is my first two, I looked at it as a way to just get my son up to par with his reading and writing. And I had a short-term goal. I was going to try homeschooling. I was going to try it for six months. This was in 1986, 1987, and I never looked back. It became a a lifestyle for us. I even have a podcast called Homeschooling Lifestyle, and I will um, see if I can remember to put that link on the website. But if not, you can go to the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network, and there's a great little uh, handy search bar at the top, and you can search for that. But anyway... um, Homeschooling became a lifestyle, and my kids are super strong, faithful kids. Uh, they're adults now. My youngest is is turning, uh, I believe, 23 this year. And it is just a pleasure to watch my kids interact together and with other people. And I'm really happy that I can say each one of them has become a success in what in their own endeavors, you know, whether it's staying at home with my one daughter and being, um, you know, a homeschool mom herself. Another one of my daughters is not married, and she is uh, a coach uh, for softball and and a teacher um, at a Christian school. My son uh, works in our construction business with my husband, as well as being an entrepreneur. My other son's a Lyft driver, and my youngest is in the army. And so I think that, you know, if, if you looked at my children, they're almost like this cross sample of different ideas and abilities within a set of five children, but they are all, um, you know, are, they're kids who can think for themselves. They're not going to be swayed by the flavor of the day or the month. And uh, they really have come into their own as homeschool graduates. I think one of the fallacies is making um, your homeschool ideal or perfect or identical to a public or private school. Um, I think as I say things, you know, there's always an exception to the rule. My sister-in-law homeschooled her two grandchildren for a year using the same books as the school system because they planned on reintegrating the kids 
um, into the system. So in this case, it was a good idea. And she not only was highly successful, but she was able to raise their test scores with their with the one on one attention she gave her girls, you know, and so that is so important. There's, you know, this is more about overcoming some of the things you hear about homeschooling, more so than the success stories behind homeschooling. Um, you know, it's not always fun and games. A good friend of mine used to say that homeschooling is not fun, yet she homeschooled her boys K through 12. And they not only learned several foreign languages, but were proficient in fencing. And how is that not fun? And both of her boys are in the military now. But in this podcast, I want to focus on uh, pitfalls, but I'm going to do it in two parts. The first deals with Um, hearsay about homeschooling. And the second is in regard to the actual act of homeschooling. And please, if you have any questions about homeschooling or want to connect with other homeschoolers, join our um, most active group. We have an Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network group on Facebook. I don't think that group is nearly as active um, as our smaller group, which is the Homeschool Podcast Network family. Um, If you look for that on Facebook, you can find it. Um, But if you have a question and you're not on social media, you can just leave it in uh, the body of this post. So if you go to Homeschool Pitfalls, episode 486 on vintagehomeschoolmoms.com, you can also leave a comment there and um, we'll be glad to answer your questions there. All right. So the first is um, combating lies. And I have a list of 10 of them. You don't need to write this down again. It's on the website, but I'm going to go through these um, fairly quickly. So the first is you do not have enough time. Uh, I'm going to tell you that we all know that we have time to do the things we want to do. We don't have, maybe you don't have good time management, but everyone has enough time. They just need to manage it better. Number two, you don't have an education degree. Well, if you don't, congratulations, because you're a step up. I have an education degree and several certifications, and I swear that held me back until I got into the groove of homeschooling. Homeschooling, again, is not recreating the school at home. The third is you work full time. Well, I was at conference one year speaking, and I had a mom who was a doctor and had her own practice, and she was going to be homeschooling. She worked four days a week, um, or three days a week, I'm trying to remember. I think she had Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off, and um, worked, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so she worked four days, and she was home three days, and she was planning on turning one of the rooms in her office into a homeschool room. And she said she just scheduled her day so that she had time in between her patients to sit with her kids. And so if this busy doctor can homeschool her kids because she really wanted to, I think anybody can homeschool. I also worked full time um, from home, but you know, hosting podcasts, hosting um, expos at one point in time, I wrote full time, I, you know, published books, but I managed my time. And so if you homeschool your kids, you're going to find 
that you don't have to worry about the kids lining up and you don't have to worry about, you know, the, the perfect schedule for going out to play. You're going to be knocking out a lot of homeschooling in a much shorter amount of time. The fourth is homeschooling is too restrictive. And that, again, is not a truth because it can be very restrictive in that, you know, you, again, don't manage time well, but it also allows you to know what your children are learning and for them to understand what is required of them without it being this big guessing game. The kids aren't going to have to worry about, um, you know, getting their work done if they do it when it's assigned. And so I don't think it's restrictive at all. The fifth is you have to recreate the school at home, um, you know, using all the same books that are in the school system. And again, I've already addressed that. The sixth is your kids won't get into a good college. And again, that's a fallacy out of my five. The three that wanted to go to college all got into, um, you know, state universities, um, other, you know, noted universities, uh, some junior college, and they all um, had no problem with that or getting scholarships. So I don't think that's a truth. Uh, the seventh is you won't have time for yourself and you won't have a break from your kids. All right, so let's look at that. The people that are all about, you know, I need time for me. Um, your kids have a bedtime or they should. You, The kids are, probably don't get up um, as early as you do or they might. But you can set up pockets of time where if you need to do something, you know, the kids can be otherwise occupied. And truthfully, I didn't want to break from my kids. I wanted to know where they were. Um, you know, we have a big yard. So my kids uh, spent time playing outdoors. And, um, you know, I could sit out front in a lawn chair and just watch them play. It depends on how, again, you schedule your time. You can do so many different things. We have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of podcasts on this network. And if you have any questions about homeschooling, all you have to do is search for it and you will find an answer. Um, I remember uh, podcasting with uh, a fellow podcaster, uh, Meredith Curtis, and she talked about how she needed some downtime. And so she would trade with a friend and they would watch each other's kids. And instead of going to the grocery store or doing some other errands, she went to the park, put on praise and worship music and just praised God and prayed. And that was her downtime and her hour with what she wanted to do. You know, it's amazing how different people need different things. You know, I had my prayer time before my kids woke up. And if they did wake up, then they were able to manage their breakfast at a certain point in time. And I would say, you know, anywhere from four and up with something manageable that you can have ready for them. And my kids would peek into my room. They would see me with my Bible and my journal. And they knew that if they interrupted me um, or, you know, couldn't handle their own breakfast, that the day wasn't going to go as good as if they let mom have their prayer time. And the reason they knew that is because if they interrupted me, I would probably be really grumpy. And I remember them telling their friends or their dad, you know, about how mom needed her prayer time. So we can work around things. You just need to set some parameters with your family and it's good for everyone. The eighth is people who homeschool are strange. I'm going to just say right here that 
everyone in this world that's not your direct family is pretty much strange. You know, everyone looks at everyone else and has their own set of ideals of what homeschooling is or what homeschool people look like or that sort of thing. And, um, you know, when my daughter went to uh, college, she met homeschool kids, you know, all over the place. Uh, She even met a young man who used my curriculum, which I thought was so funny. And, um, and then she, um, you know, is a coach at this private school, and one of the other coaches was homeschooled. So I mean, homeschool kids are just fine, and they're going to acclimate and you don't want everyone as my husband says, you know, God made us all different. And that's a blessing. Uh, Number nine, your home is too small, and there's no room. You can homeschool in an RV. Um, We had a podcast at one point that was um, two moms that were traveling in RVs that homeschooled. So I mean, there is as much space as you want there to be. Okay, you know, you can keep your things in a bin and put your books under your bed. I mean, there, there, there's a way to do it. Okay, it just takes uh, some uh, creative abilities and the willingness to do it. And the 10th is you don't have money to homeschool. In the past, I would say this might have been more of a problem than it is today. There are so many things out there. There are so many freebies. There is um, just a, a lot of information. Like we've had sponsors in the past that like math curriculums um, that you just pay a set fee and you can access it with your whole family. So I don't really see that as an issue um, as it was maybe in the past when books weren't as accessible. So I would say that, you know, you can buy secondhand books. And I mean, I see my books on Amazon all the time uh, that are used. So there's, there's not really a reason um, to say that money is an issue with homeschooling. Um, And then let's move on to the homeschool pitfalls that are more of a challenge with the actual homeschooling. The first is a lack of vision or a goal. I think that with anything like in business, you know, people have their, their, um, you know, their vision board or their goals of what they want to do or their business plan. And I think that's an issue with many people that they don't have a goal or a vision of what they want their homeschool to look like. For me, it was, um, you know, really fuzzy at the beginning. But then as I continued homeschooling, I wanted my kids to have a good basis in their faith. And then I also wanted them to be able to go on and, uh, you know, have college as an option. But when they were younger, I wanted them to understand the workings of things. So they did a lot of hands-on activities. So we did have specific goals based upon their ages. And I think, you know, just having a family vision and goal is important to keep everyone together. Uh, In the next few podcasts, I'm going to be talking a lot about relationships and family dynamics. Uh, Not that everyone in my family gets along all the time, um, but I have seen so many, um, you know, things that, you know, can work well with a little effort. And so, you know, I want to share some of those, like the, you know, family bonding types of things, you know, working with your spouse and actually being on the same team, and then also a relationship with your kids. So that's what's coming up. 
But I think that's important. The second is a lack of organization. And I'm going to share that I was a mess when I started homeschooling. And I only had the two, well, the one at first, and then I brought Christina into the, the fold. Um, and then I homeschooled just the two children for a while until I had the third, fourth, and fifth. But um, when I realized that my lack of organization was really um, stifling our homeschooling, I got cracking and we did things that worked for us. The third is unruly children. If you um, you know want, you can look uh, at that that topic on this podcast network and you're going to find lots of things um, that will help you with that. Um, but I also did a podcast for the kids and I called it uh, just for kids episodes. And you may want to look at those because I'm talking to the kids directly. And a lot of times I feel that kids want to be heard. They want to be understood. They want to know that you're listening. You know, if, if we're divided and we're on our devices while we're talking to our kids, um, and then they do the same thing to us, we're not going to be very, you know, happy about that. So that's um, an important thing to have self-respect for each other. And then also setting parameters for your kids. Um, that is really important. And uh, kids are going to push the limit, um, as we all know. But that's where we come in as parents. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you something you already know. Um, if you don't follow through when you ask your children to do something and go behind and check, they're just not going to do it, you know, until they get um into that mindset where they need to do what they're supposed to do. Uh, the fourth is a not having a routine. You know, even though I wasn't the most organized, that was one thing that we did is we did have a routine of what we did when we got up, uh, small little chores that the kids did, what subjects we did and so forth. So that when they um, got up each day, they had an idea of what was going on. Some kids love um, order and some kids, you know, just are willing to, oh, let's drop everything and go to the park. I had kids that just pitched a fit if I would do that. So with those children, I would say, we might be doing something tomorrow just to give them a heads up. And for the others to say, do not ask me a thousand times if we're going to go because I'm not sure yet. But just so I could give them a heads up of what was coming and that was very helpful. Um, the fifth is failure to check their schoolwork. Do you really think that anyone's going to do their math or, you know, their reading assignment or anything else if you're not going to check? Absolutely not. So one of the things I did was I had checklists that the kids worked through and um, they had to show me those as well as their work. And sometimes I allowed them to check their own work, but if I did, they were sitting next to me. Um, so that we could go through and, you know, double check anything that they did may not have gotten right. And again, I have a lot of those forms in the how to homeschool blueprint that you can check out on the media angels website. Uh, the sixth is uncompleted assignments. You know, I cannot tell you how many times they did not finish something um, that they started. And so, you know, my husband would say, well, you know, do you want dinner? Then you have to finish your assignments. And so for a season, um, they had to show dad their completed assignments before dinner when he got home. And that took the pressure off of me. So if you can enlist, you know, um, dad to help or some other person, um, that would be, you know, really helpful in your life. The seventh is, oh, your kids are going to be unsocialized. 
that is another fallacy because um, there's been a lot of studies now that have been done on homeschooling kids, and I won't go into them. I, I know I've done podcasts about this in the past. Um, but basically, if a child is homeschooled and they are around other adults and other children, their, you know, their age within the home, um, they are emulating or copying the behavior of the adults as an example, rather than, um, you know, a whole a room full of immature, you know, eight year olds. So um, you will find that, you know, homeschooled kids are the ones that go up and say, you know, hi, my name is and you know, rather than just walking up to someone and bumping into them as as a way to say hi, you know, so like I said, there's been a lot of studies done on that topic. And, um, you know, it's, it's a fallacy, it probably should have been up on the uh, the top section of it, but I just wanted to let you know that that is not a truth. Uh, the eighth is unable to play sports. And my kids all participated. The first two were not, you know, super interested in sports. My husband was uh, super, you know, interested in sports. He played in college. And so um, they just did more of an intramural and then some homeschool um, sports that were organized. Whereas the younger three all played on the high school level locally. They, there were Christian schools that would work with homeschoolers. Actually, in Florida, uh, there is a law that's been passed where uh, high school teams need to, to at least give homeschoolers an opportunity to try out. I would say some of the private schools are better uh, geared for that, um, more so than the public. And um, my kids, uh, two of them went to college on sports scholarships. So again, um, you know, something that is not true. Um, that You know, homeschool kids can play sports and compete on a, you know, higher level. Uh, the ninth is a lack of knowledge uh, for the parent, like a mom saying, oh, I can't do algebra or higher level geometry or trig or, you know, chemistry. Well, don't worry, there are a lot of online courses now. And there are people who are homeschool parents who have created courses that are just wonderful, like Lisa Nearing has an entire um you know, uh, school online, and you may want to check that out. I'll put links um, to that um, in the information section. And she also has a podcast on this network. So, you know, parents don't have to have all the knowledge any longer. And the 10th is you're unable to teach or I'm not good at teaching and so forth. Again, there are a lot of options. And you will be surprised at how good you are, especially if there's always been something you wanted to learn. Like for me, I was terrible in geography and as well as history. So I was excited to be able to learn alongside my children. You know, homeschooling is what you make it. If your children are unruly, the folks needs to be getting the kids under control. Uh, teaching cause and effect is amazing and successful as well. But all I want to say is, you know, our focus needs to be on our family, our children, and academics will come. If you don't get it one year, don't worry that you can get it the next year. Um, you've got summertime to work on things, but, um, you know, we're here to help you as a podcast network. And that was one of the reasons I created this podcast network is for a huge, vast resource for homeschool parents. Uh, again, join our Facebook group at Homeschool Podcast Network Family. 
Um, or again, if you have concerns, just go ahead and list them in this post on the website. Just go to Vintage Homeschool Moms, look for homeschool pitfalls, and I will be happy to answer your questions. Take care, God bless, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.